0: Hi, welcome to Falling Up Radio. We're going to have one of the most spectacular shows we've had in a a while. Our guest has been a leader in the speaking industry and thought leadership industry, kind of a leader behind the scenes, and she's going to tell us all about what that has, what's happened in the last 30 years, and perhaps some ideas about what you could do as a speaker, or somebody that's maybe wants to be a speaker, or maybe you're already at the top of the game and need a little tweak. So I'm going to get right into it. Again, my name is Michael Harris. I'm host of Falling Up Radio. Now, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or somewhere else, or you're watching on YouTube or the website fallingupradio.com, I want you to make sure that you know that if you You are on the website, Falling Down, Getting Up. This number one book you can download for free right now online was number one in three different categories. And I'm gonna mention that in, in a minute because it's really how I met Gail a number of years ago. But first, let me introduce you to our guest. Now, I want to print out my notes. You know, I love to take lots of notes every time. I normally have about 10 pages of notes, but I want to make some notes and guess what? My printer went out. So instead, I've got my trusty laptop right here. I'm going to mention just a few things about Gail, and then we're going to bring her in and jump right into the show. So if you've got a notepad, take notes, because this show just might change your life. So Gail, like I mentioned, in the last 30 years, she's helped virtually every speaker, and anybody in, in the thought industry, the thought leadership industry, Gail either is known or has helped or worked with in some way. I was looking at making the short list of people that she worked with, and I was thinking, I bet there's a short list of the people she didn't work with. There's a very long list of the people that she has worked with. Even somebody like Joe Polish, you may know Joe Polish, he says Everything leads back to Gale. Les Brown has credited Gale for helping him really take his career to the next level. Gale's worked with anybody from Jack Canfield, Wayne Dyer, Jeff Walker, uh, JJ Virgin, Ariana Huffington, even my my brother, Bill Harris. Uh, the list goes on and on. Robert Allen, Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley. Again, I mentioned Joe Polish. Uh, Wyland, the artist, and, you know, even with all that, Beate Shillette, Marcy Shymoff, you know, there's more than what we have time to list here. But know again that Gail is a true expert, a true leader in what she does. I would even call her a luminary in the thought leadership industry. And on top of that, she has three beautiful, very talented daughters, and two dogs, Spike and Sebastian. So, Gail Kingsbury, welcome to Falling Up Radio. I'm so excited you're here.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Yes. Now, we met, I think it was 2012. I was at an Author 101 industry event, which was put on by David Hancock and Rick Frischman. And at that event, I was there. My book had recently come out. And I was talking to somebody else there, and I had no idea at that point who Gail was. And somebody came up to me and said, oh, where do you live? And we started talking. They said, well, you must know Gail. I said, no, I have no idea who Gail is. <laughs> so we, we had a fateful meeting in, in the hallway. I want to say it was the Weston LAX, if, if I remember. I Either was- the Weston or the Radisson, but I think it was the, the, the Weston at that event. And the course of my life, Changed because of that meeting yeah. so so gail tell me you started about 30 years ago in the late 80s yep. working with brian tracy is that correct
1: yes i was working with brian um a friend of mine was a trainer for brian and finagled me <laughs> he's like you have to come you have to come so i ended up going to work for brian and um i was there for quite a while you know, back then. And then I went, I left Brian and I went to work for Tony Robbins.
0: Wow. So, so right off the bat, you went to work with two of the biggest leaders in the industry or yes. at some point soon to be leaders yes. already a little bit known, but now catapulted yes. really above that yes. level. Yeah. So what were you doing with, with Tony when you started working with the Tony Robbins Organizing. I
1: went to work for Tony and I was coordinating a program called certification, which is now his mastery program. Mm-hmm. And it was a two week program that we did in Maui every year.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so there was three of us that put that whole thing together for those two weeks and created this, this whole entire event, you know, and it, we brought in people to that event like uh, dog, the bounty hunter and, um, Frank now, the guy, you know, catch me if you can, they, they made a movie about him but Frank was a great speaker and it was, I think it was the first time a dog ever spoke was when we put him on stage at that event.
0: Oh, no kidding. I, I, I just see, there's another name out of the hat, dog, the bounty hunter. Oh, who, the
1: bounty who, hunter. Who's We've gone. been friends ever since. And, uh, uh, that was 1990.
0: Wow. Wow. Now o- over the years, again, you you've worked with many, many people and some of what I listed and some of what, I didn't Liz. and I know at one point you worked with T Harv Ecker on a book launch and you really helped change the way that books were launched. Can you like dive into that and tell us a little bit about what that was about?
1: Well, we, you know, Harv called me one day and said, Hey, I'm, I'm launching this book and I need some help. Can you help? And so I told him I'd give him a month, um, that month before the book hit the bookstores and we, we put a plan together and I ended up staying for five years helping him with a lot of different things. But for that, particularly for the Secrets of the Millionaire Mind book launch, we just, we did things a little different. You know, Harv's a brilliant marketer to begin with. And so he already had lots of pre-sales and and all these people waiting for the book. And we needed to figure out a way to get them those books and to have everything counted. And um, that was what, 2005, I think? So it's been quite a while and, you know, the internet, we, you know, autoresponders didn't exist and there was a lot of different things that happened. And we did stuff like, um, we wanted to do the launch differently, you know? And so I I was like, we have to, we have to get people to go into the bookstores. We have to get them to go online to buy these books. We have to take all these pre-orders and do something with those. And, um, I had actually called the person at the New York times who compiles the list and said, how do you do it? (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) I'm doing some research and whatever he thought I was researching for, uh, well, I'll never know, but I let him talk and we took a lot of that information and and made it work for what we were doing. But we did things like, um, uh, I took a little camera, a little video camera and smooshed Harv behind a bathroom door that was already open, you know, Mm -hmm. so that it would open like a book. And, I, and I'm like, okay, now you're just going to say this. And, and we had we had like his notes taped to our chin and the camera here, so he could read. And, and he came, he came out behind that door and said, "Hey, you know, glad to see you here." But we started it with a video where people, you know, he he was it was the book. And then when they hit that link, it went to a page and the book opened and Harv came out. <clears throat> and so we just did things. You know, we stepped out of the box and did things a little differently <clears throat> found new ways to to make it work and we took it to the top of the new york times wall street journal and usa today the first week out and it stayed there for a couple hundred weeks not, not at number one but it stayed on those lists for yeah, yeah. For
0: so so how did that change i mean i know uh, harv has written other books and other people have written books too how did that launch perhaps change something he did in the future, or maybe help somebody else along well, what, the way too?
1: What that book launch did was it changed it changed his business um, because that book had two tickets to his event. So every single book had two tickets that were worth twelve hundred and fifty dollars apiece to go to a three-day event for free. Wow! And so you know those events, you know we had up to we started having up to 2000 people a weekend at the millionaire mind intensive and it was a it was truly a launching pad even though the book is the book today is still incredible and it's relevant and it teaches people and so many testimonials came in from people just reading the book and changing their lives but then mm-hmm. when they were able to go to the event and it was 3 days of just packed full of content and so it was a launching pad for for harv and for his company peak potentials to really help other help more people and move people into better places in their lives their businesses yeah. it was it was a fabulous thing to watch and to watch people grow
0: so so you were helping with the book and the event as well both of, both of those yeah. combined and
1: then i went into the events yep
0: and then so, you went into the events and did yeah. you bring other people into those events with with harv
1: I did actually. I, it ended up that um, every single person who spoke on that stage came through me first. So mm-hmm. we found <clears throat> Bill Bartman, for instance, who recently passed. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't a speaker mm-hmm. per se, you know, and he created a course, Billionaire in a Box, and did all kinds of, of great things. And you know, speaking on that stage changed his life. I, I, um, I had, uh, oh, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, Dan Milman. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I called Danny, and he, I remember he's like, well, Gail, my fee is still $10,000. I said, well, you'll make more if you just let people buy your books. And he didn't want to do it. And, and I, so we guaranteed that he'd make at least that. he walked away with much more than his normal speaker fee and was blown away by what he was able to do with, you know, giving people a package of his books and a four-week teleclass. Yep. Yeah.
0: So was it new at that time to put event tickets in a book? Yes. Was that something new?
2: That was all part
0: yeah. Yeah. Because now everybody seems to be, I don't know about everybody doing it, but I hear of that type of thing frequently now.
1: Yeah, well, you know, he led the industry in a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what other memorable events or people that you can think of? I know that the list is long that you've worked with but what other type of events did you do and what what about not just the the big thought leaders but maybe bill bartman i mean he was certainly successful in business but is there somebody that maybe was totally unknown that you put on somebody's stage and something changed for them
1: sure um there was len foley Mm-hmm. and and Len, you know, he, Dr. Len Foley, and he created, we put him on for a health conference and a business conference, and he'd never done anything like that before, and he came up with a little program to sell, and I think he made $86,000 that day. Wow. And it changed how he did business. Um, Brendan, you know, Brendan Burchard. Uh, I actually put Brendan, uh, right before I left, I booked Brendan to... Speak for peak potentials,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, it was a fight to get him on there. But but he he was on, and you know he was having his he was having much smaller events. Um, but it, it, I think it was a big piece. It was the second large stage he'd ever been on in mm-hmm. his career, and it really changed the whole trajectory of what he was doing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I want to go back maybe even pre-ADA, pre-Brian Tracy. And was, was there something that really drew you to this industry or did you stumble into it? I mean, I know inside you have an incredible heart and desire to really help people and work with people. And what I know, what I know and from, from our friendship um, is that goes much deeper sometimes and gets revealed a lot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to, to maybe dive in deep into something that um, yeah. normally we don't get to
1: um, I mean in this being in this business I think was really an accident or divine intervention who knows but I, literally I was running a polo club on the north shore of Oahu mm. and and that that was like throwing a wedding every weekend we had to have new um, liquor licenses every three weeks and, you know, and and all these things that happen when you have a polo club and people coming in, you know, we had princes and all these royalty and people coming from all over the world to play polo in Hawaii and then everyone coming to the games. So it was event management, you know, by trial and error, figuring out how to throw a a gala, which I'd never done before. And, um, (laughs) you know, and from there I met someone you know, who ran the Denver Polo Club. I moved back to Colorado for a year. And then that's where I met my friend who, we both moved to San Diego at the same time and he worked with Brian. So I think, you know, it's like a, it's like a, I want to say a bad country song, but a good country song. It's like all these broken roads that led me straight to here, you know. Uh, But I I think I've always been in service, you know. That comes from my mom.
0: And how, how, what, what what happened with your mom that you say that that came from your mom
1: well okay so here's a, a little story about my mom okay um she was an operator did i ever tell you this she was an operator for at&t an huh? overseas operator mm-hmm. so literally like back then when i was a kid it was like lily tom and you would plug it in you know they had to plug in wires and and it took sometimes all day to get a call that, through overseas it wasn't you didn't just pick up the phone and dial an overseas operator had to help and that was my mom and she had the she came home one day and she was always telling stories about these people that you know like oh it was so neat i talked to this lady and blah 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 but she got to talk to engelbert humperdinck and so for my mom you know back then that was like elvis you know you know it was elvis tom jones engelbert humperdinck you know, and my mom was on cloud nine. She'd spoken to him all day to get him through to a call with his mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was telling the story at dinner about what happened. And and that was just really cool. And I thought, you know, that's her hero. Like she, we listened to him and, you know, listened to that guy sing around the house when we were dusting on Sundays. And and he was just a person that she helped. And it didn't matter that he was Engelbert Humperdinck. She still did her best to help this person, same as she would have Joe Schmo, trying to get through to somebody else in Ireland, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he he wrote a letter to AT&T thanking her. Wow. And she got this commendation, and she, she ended up having more commendations than anybody in the company. And that was before, when you got done with your phone call, they said, you know, there's gonna be a little survey, Can you can you give me a five so I can keep my job? <laughs> People had to literally say, write a letter, or do something without being asked. And he did. He wrote this letter thanking my mom for getting him through to his mother because it was important mm-hmm. and, you know, her diligence in what she did. So, you know, I learned a lot of that from her. It's like, you know, we're all in this together. I'm always saying that. It doesn't matter. We're all in this together. So we might as well help each other.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, I know that. I mean, that that's interesting because you talk about your mom connecting and the way she did it back then as an operator and the cables and the plugs and everything else. And I've heard other people describe you as really your superpowers being a connector. Mm-hmm. So it comes back. I mean, you, yeah. uh, you know, theoretically, but well not theoretically, you're, you are connecting people. You're putting the wires together. You are helping them, get on stage and, and speak their message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean I I love that story and I, and I don't think you ever told me or I don't remember that story anyway.
1: You know um a couple years ago I actually got to meet him. Really? And he remember.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you did you tell him the story? Mm-hmm. And he remembered it?
1: Yeah. And he's 82. And he's back there in his silk robe. You know, I went backstage to meet him and talk to him. And I said, you know, I said, you know, Mm -hmm. this, you made a huge impact in my life because of what you did. And he's like, I remember, I remember that. I don't do that very often. Because I'm like, you wrote a letter thanking my mom. And that was so cool. And he was so gracious. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing, you know, f- what was that, 50 years later? That he would even remember such a thing. Yeah. It was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, powerful. Yep. Yeah, I, I can see it, it means a lot. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I wasn't going to cry. God, I hope Harb doesn't watch this video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to send him a note now that oh. he's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he used to put me on stage to thank me and just just to see if he could get me to cry. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Okay. Mm. Thank you for being open and willing to, re- to reveal that. And, um, you know, the, the listeners, I think re- really appreciate it when we're able to be real and, and talk about who we are and and what drives us. So I, I think that's wonderful that, that that came out and you're willing to, uh, be real
2: yeah
0: yeah, so and I you know I quite honestly i mean w- with all the listeners, and i don 't know if I've ever really verbally said this to you although although you know too that you know when I want to go back and talk more about uh your organization uh, this past year you you really uh stepped up your program called Speak and Grow rich and I became part of that program, and I was in a mastermind in July. Um, I don't remember exactly how many people, 20, 25 people were, were, were at that mastermind. And the whole mastermind was phenomenal, yet five minutes, five minutes of that mastermind has really changed my life and has really propelled this particular podcast Uh, forward much further than than I can imagine, just because of of working with with other people there and working together and getting some new ideas. And and, um, Armin Morin, which was there, we had a discussion about podcasts and he gave me a couple of ideas and I implemented those ideas. And literally overnight, my podcast started Zooming and uh, my Viewers went up over a thousand percent in less than one month. That's so great. just the power of that mastermind and being part of that speak and grow rich, rich group, again changed everything for me. So th- thank you for, um, you know, bringing me into that group and telling me I need to be part of that.
1: I'm glad you are.
0: Yeah. So with with that being said. Can you tell more about the Speak and Grow Rich organization and what you're doing with it and and why you really are starting it and focused on that and helping people with that?
1: So Speak and Grow Rich was a book written by Dottie Walters. And when I first started my Speakers Bureau, um, I got that book, I read it, I called her, you know, it, it was so helpful about the business of speaking. And, um, and so I've taken over the brand. She passed away quite a few years ago. And it was, it, I mean, if you go back and you look at the old, the old copy, the original version of Speak and Grow Rich, it helped all of us, you know, back then it Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield and, you know, was Chicken Soup for the Soul and, and, um, and Harve and, you know, you name it. Dottie had her hands in everything. You know, she was, you know, one of the founding people of NSA and, and IGAB, which was the International Group of Agents and Bureaus. And, and she was a real leader in our industry. And so when I was asked to, to take over the brand and revitalize that legacy, it was really an honor to me. And I wanted to recreate this community where we're keeping integrity, and and values in a business that can sometimes slide a little sideways.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what 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 is speak and grow rich? I mean, I I know some of it as a, a participant in there, but I also know it's it's really for new speakers, wannabe speakers, speakers as well as
1: any, yeah,
0: experienced.
1: It's for anyone who really wants to speak whether you're a sales trainer and you need to be doing sales trainings at your work or you're an executive and want to have better skills in order to, you know, relate the information you need to at the corporate retreat or you need the skills to be able to do, you know, to be able to speak on stage or on TV or on radio or, or doing podcasts, you know, there's a, there's a lot to what you do. And, um, and there's a lot of people who are, you know, much better guests than me. <laughs> you know what they're doing because this is not, not not my thing, right? But
0: um, yeah, you're 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 normally behind the camera, right? Normally behind
1: the, the scenes, and over here you go, over here you go, over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to create a community and a place where everything you needed for your business is speaking, whether it's uh, sample contracts or You know, something from, you know, I've got all these white papers from our attorneys that talk about, you know, if you're in the health field, you know, how do you get your testimonials so that you're protected, so that you're not doing things. I've watched so many people implode their businesses by doing one small thing wrong because they just didn't know. And if I can help everybody leapfrog and, and become a keynote speaker or become a coach or become, you know whatever it is that they wanna do, however they need and whatever they need to be able to communicate more clearly, then that's what we're putting in. So every month we're putting in new content and really creating this community. So there's courses in there and there's papers in there and we're gonna start doing um, uh, this next month, we're gonna be doing live Q and A's and a live workshop. And I'm doing a whole course based on the book, Speak and Grow, that takes you from, you know, so you wanna be a speaker to all the way through how do you do your seminars, do you do free events? How do you set your fees? Where do you go next? Um, how do you create product? How do you sell it online? How do you go overseas? You know, international speaking has become a huge thing. We've added a whole nother piece in there on social media, you know, because it can take over. You know, there are people who've got and it, it it's fascinating because there's people who have millions of views Mm -hmm. on social media that aren't that aren't doing anything with that for their speaking career when they created it to do that so how do you connect all the dots and so my goal is to be that resource for everybody
0: Mm -hmm. well I I know that there's already a number of people um, that are part of that group and a number of people that um, a lot of people would be familiar with whether it's Les Brown or Armin Morin, or a whole list of Mm -hmm. of really amazing participants in the group.
1: Yeah, we do have a good group, really good group.
0: Yeah. So you've been doing this for 30 years now, and and you've seen – um, some huge successes and I'm sure there's been a few flops where maybe the lights went out and the mics went down and yes. not enough people showed up or too many people showed up or you didn't have enough food or you're, you had too much food and spent too much money on, on something. Is Is there something that you can think of that's kind of a flop that's kind of funny that happened along the way and maybe what you did to to help change it or maybe it didn't change it just stayed the way it was well
1: you know there was um i mean the first one that comes to mind is there was an event and it was a train the trainer event and whoever booked the room the meeting room didn't have it held for 24 hours so there was another group that was coming in and our event wasn't done so it ended up moving out to the pool um, the, the person on stage was like, you know what? We still have a lot to do. And staff went up and, and pulled their uh, lamps out of their hotel rooms. And we <laughs> brought extension cords and took everybody outside around the pool, plugged in the lights, and the, and it, yeah, the show went on. Wow. So, so, so,
0: so no matter what, and, and that's something that, that I know. Today, even like a little thing here like today before our show, I'm trying to print out some notes and it wouldn't print. But the show must go on, yes. right? So, you know, and it's, it's almost expected. And I know that a number of years ago, when I first launched my book in 2012, um, I also did a, a, a little mini launch as well for some workshop type thing. And my uh, link, my payment link didn't work. And half the time the page wouldn't go down and the emails weren't going out. Yet b- back then, I still generated about $30,000 in one weekend from that launch, even though there was all that, those problems or challenges that, that came up. Yep. And then then I know sometimes as smooth as you can be, it's just like nothing happens, right? Right. <laughs> but, but, but it seems like there, there's always something along the way. So... For the, the listener that that's maybe uncertain whether they can even speak, they want to speak, maybe they don't really believe that they can. I mean, you've worked with, with a number of new, newer-type speakers over the years as well. What suggestions or ideas would you have for them to maybe get over stage fright or, or something, you know, building that confidence to get out there and speak their message?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing is to know your topic, you know, don't be that person who says, I want to be a speaker, but I can talk about anything because you really can't. And, and if that's what you're trying to do, then you won't have a long career or a very, you know, you, you won't be long lived and it won't be as fruitful as it could be if you're doing something that you're passionate about. And yet there are so many niches and this business is so big that there really isn't competition. You know, we all have to come from this place of abundance. So when you're trying to decide what it is you wanna speak about, I, I tell people all the time, go back to what made you think about it in the first place. Like, what? where was that point when said, I need to be a speaker? Was it something that you got through? Are you motivating people and inspiring them? Or did you create some new marketing thing that you want to teach people so that they can shave years off of their own educational curve for their business? Um, Whatever that is, like you have to go back inside. What, what is it that makes you tick that you want to speak about and then find your audience? You know, who, who are those people? Is it, Is it the local mops group, you know, the mothers of preschoolers? And you want to go and talk to them about, you know, this new thing that you found for diaper rash. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, you have to start. And I'm my own worst enemy. I've been putting people on stage for years and years and years, decades. And going on stage, my hands still sweat, I panic, but you have to step out and do it. Mm -hmm. and and if it's if it's something that comes from your heart then it's going to connect with the audience and do do the work it's like anything else you have to do the work you know study your topic don't you know there's people who are like oh i never rehearse i always just go off the fly but you know what that's when you go 10 minutes over and you piss off the meeting planner because you weren't paying attention and they're not gonna put you back. And, you're, you know, and they're not gonna tell all their friends to put you back on the stage either. So, you know, learn the business of speaking. Mm-hmm. And when you have that solid knowledge behind you, I think it helps you be more confident when you step on the stage.
0: Yeah. It, it's, when you mentioned the thing about the topic, it, it reminded me of something. And you may know about this, I don't know. I can't remember whether it was perhaps Author 101 or maybe it was a Jack Canfield event that there was, maybe it was Jack Canfield and um, Steve Harrison, there was somebody that had, he was like 22 or 23 years old, single, and he wrote a book about breastfeeding for mothers. You know, never had a kid, right? And, (laughs) And he wrote this book, and it ended up that I don't remember whether it was Gerber or somebody else somehow picked up that book and ordered like a million copies of it to sell with, to include with everything that they were offering, whether I can't remember his diapers or something, oh but it's just like he had drilled down into this niche, but it was a funny story at the time. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I don't know that story, no. but, but, but yeah, I mean, well, you know, Alex, um, is a great example with his book on how to get out of a ticket, how to get out of a speeding ticket.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, 20 years later.
0: He, he still, still has that book out there.
1: Still getting radio interviews, still doing yeah. it.
0: Still, still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what other ideas? I mean, that, that was really great. I, I loved it that the niche and the idea and you know, there's the saying too, that when a Fox chases two rabbits, it catches neither. Mm-hmm. And so that drilling down on the niche, and I know I'm guilty sometimes of do, trying to do too many different things as well and trying to, you know, come back and staying on that path, whether it's a niche or a focus in a particular area, because I can be multifocused, you know, I, I'm I, um, not so much ADHD as, as I am diversely inspired, you know. <laughs> so what does some, somebody diversely inspired do? They just pick one thing?
1: Pick one thing. Start start somewhere.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, pick one thing and and test. You know, uh, you wrote your book and, and you started, right? You did the work, you started, and you just started. You went to the courses and you went, you know, where you knew that you would find more information on how to do what you wanted to do. So you did it. Yeah. And and that tenacity is is gonna keep pulling you forward. Yeah. So I think that's what you know everyone needs to do. You know, there's lots of people out there who are like, you know, squirrel, like, oh no, no, today I'm gonna to teach dental hygiene and tomorrow I'm gonna to be um, teaching people how to fly. Yeah. You know, but when you when you go back to your core, okay, this is what I'm teaching, and now I'm gonna learn everything I need to know to make sure that I can get my message out to the people who need it. Yeah. There's people out there who need your message, and and um, you know sometimes I feel like like there's some people out there who have such great stories, and they're such an inspiration to me. They've been through, and I think sometimes shame on you for not sharing, you know,
2: Mm-mm.
1: and not sharing that knowledge.
0: Yeah,
1: helping those and helping other people with it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and you know that's really too what what this show is about is really giving people that hope and inspiration that, you know, it's falling up radio. It's about people that have been challenged by different things yet have still found a way to take that challenge um, and do something with it and and to be of service. And even like my, like my book falling up radio, I mean, that's the cane that I used to walk on right there Mm -hmm. and I could barely walk and if somebody had told me back then that somehow I was going to write a book and help other people because I was on this cane at the time, would seem ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm. We know um, there's a speaker. His name's Hal Becker, and I worked with him. He was one of my first clients way, way back. And he wrote a book called "Can I Have Five Minutes of Your Time?" And it's just sales 101. And I read it on my way home from an NSA event and I laughed out loud on the plane. And he literally wrote the book. He got into pharmaceutical sales to meet nurses. To get to, to get a date, to get laid. Like that was the <laughs> to
2: pick up checks. Okay.
1: This is why he went into the business he went into. But he was uh, so good at it, you know, and he became the number one sales, the youngest top salesperson for Xerox. And then he wrote a book. It's like and it all went back to them. It was like make five calls a day take two no's, take a maybe, get one yes. And, and and the way he wrote it was just so funny that, you know, it was great. And we put a little sticker on the book. He self-published it and said, if you want more copies or to have Hal speak, call this number. I sold 20,000 copies that year. Wow. But that was his core competency was sales, you know. And so he went from $600 a day to $3,000 for a keynote and was over the moon.
0: Yeah. So yeah. – what, what do you think, there's probably so many to choose from, but is there some memorable event that just like really inspired you? Maybe somebody talking on stage, maybe you're in the back, you know, peeking through the curtain and watching somebody, but something memorable that perhaps really triggered and in feeling inspired.
1: Oh, gosh, there's so many. Yeah. Um, From a work perspective, and I actually, I have this story in the book. um, It had to do with Armand. And I had Armand on stage, and this person came over, and I was standing in the back, and, you know, Armand was going to sell his course. But he'd only been on stage for about 10 minutes, and this guy comes over, and he kneels down next to the table that I was at, And he's like, Gail, please, I know that this man is going to be selling something and whatever it is, I need to have it, but your staff won't let me. They won't let me buy it. And I know that this is the person that's going to help me with everything. And and I was like, wow. And he was crying. He was literally had tears in his eyes. And I thought, this is really important for this man. So I took him over, I got him an order for him, took his order and um, he had a baby store and just a little, just a brick and mortar baby store. And um, that's how you know, he was trying to make it work and this and that. Anyway, he, he ended up taking everything that Armand ever did and using all of his systems and opened up several new stores, went online started making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars really quickly. And, and it, I, didn't, I didn't know what happened to the guy until it was about two years later. Um, I was at another event and Armin came in the back. He was all incognito with his hat. I'm like, hey, see that guy? That's the guy that cried. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's this guy. And, he, so, and then Armin re- told me the story. Oh, that's so-and-so and this is what happened. Mm. And you know, that's the kind of stuff that I love to be a part of, you know, I love that, you know, I get to play my little part in helping others move through their lives in a positive way. And like, that's just super cool.
0: Yeah. It's like that AT&T operator, your mom, yeah. you know, connecting yeah. and, and helping people no matter what, really.
2: No matter what. Cause yeah. you
1: never know. Yeah. You know, you never know.
0: Yeah. So you, 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 you do know that I, I appreciate you a lot and um, I'm, I'm really blessed to, to know you and to become really a close friend with you in, in many ways. And I love this, the Speak and Grow Rich, um, what you're doing with it in the, in the program. And I know it's helped me and I know it's helped, a number of other people because at that mastermind in July there was a number of other people that connected that have already done things together and have started working together yeah lots of yeah that's what I, I you know part of what I love about you is this you just bring the people together and it just it's like molding clay a little bit and seeing what will come out but it works and I think with, with the depth of your knowledge and experience over the last 30 years in the industry what you're doing with, with the Speak and Grow Rich program is really bringing this to anybody that's ready to step up. Yes. And, you know, that that's, I think, what, what makes it so powerful too in the, in the community of people. You know, I, I've, I've been with you and we were talking about somebody and you say, oh, I, I need to call this person. And it's just like, you've got this person's number two. How do you have a <laughs> You you know everybody, you know, and it's, it's like Joe Polish said, like I mentioned at the beginning of, of our show, that all roads lead to Gale.
1: But see, I always say that about him. Yeah. <laughs> all roads lead to Polish, so. yeah. We're just yeah. going in a circle.
0: Yeah. just Yeah, there we go. So as, as we're coming closer to the end of, of the show today, um, do you have any final thoughts or other ideas that, that you haven't shared that um, you'd like to mention?
1: I think in, in the speaking industry, the the biggest thing is to just start, even if it's freebies at the schools or the chamber or the Rotary, or um, you know, get out there and 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 start.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You just you don't, and it doesn't matter if you're if you only have three people in the audience or three hundred. Um, and, and the other thing is don't get sucked into these things that, you know, oh, in seven days you're going to make seven figures if you take this course and do your own event where you spend the last $50,000 you have in your retirement to create an event but you didn't know what you were doing
2: yeah.
1: and, and, and lose it all. I it. You know, there's more of those stories than I like to, to hear about, and I really want to do everything that I can to help people not make those mistakes so you know anybody who's watching this and they have questions like i'd love to hear like how you know what are the things that people want to know that that's important and i think that's important in your speaking career too it's like it might be your your goal and your vision to teach this one thing but find out from your audience how they want to hear it Mm -hmm. you know and and how do you not speak at them but to them so that you're connecting yeah so that they can hear your message.
0: Yeah. So, so just getting out there, I, I heard that, it is really important. Really getting into your niche is really important. Um,
1: Marketing materials, having your materials together, huge.
0: Yeah.
1: Huge. For people like me to book you and put you on stage, I need to see something. And, and that's stuff that we go over in there too, like what are those pieces that are so important? And mm-hmm. it's not a lot, but you have to have them.
0: So be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. Um, Gail, I, I know that we, we could talk a long time, and we, we probably will. And um, one of the things I, I want to make sure that the, the listeners and, and viewers know is how to reach you. Is it com? Is that the best place?
1: Speakandgrowrich.com or gailkingsbury.com.
0: Mm-hmm. E- either place. And again, depending upon where, where you're listening to this, You can also find all of this information at the FallingUpRadio.com website. And you just go to Gail's page and we'll have more information there um, about Gail and about the show and um, her links will be there as well. And you'll be able to to link right there too and and find out more information and uh, perhaps contact Gail directly as, as well. There's contact information there too. And re- regardless of, again, of where you're listening to this, share this with your friends. Listen to it again. Post it on your Facebook page or your Twitter, social media, wherever, and get this information out. Gail, again, has been really the, in the last 30 years really responsible for helping so many speakers and thought leaders that are out there today and again it doesn't matter whether it's Jack Canfield, Brenda Burchard, JJ Virgin, some of these people that we've already talked about, somehow Gail has been there helping them out from the back of the stage. So her knowledge and the depth of what she knows is as deep as as anyone and her willingness to help anybody too, uh, whether you're new or whether you're more seasoned and experienced, you know, even like the story of T. Harv Ecker and, and his book, helping uh, Harv take his book and really launch it into a number one place within a few days of, of the launch. So <laughs> right, wherever you are, Gail, again, all roads lead to Gail. <laughs> so Gail, I, I want to really thank you for being here today. I know you have a very busy, busy life and um, taking an, an hour out to, um, share your thoughts and your ideas with the listeners is huge. Us. So thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Any, any, I already asked you if you had any final <laughs> thoughts, any final, final thoughts.
1: No, thank you very much for having me though. Yeah.
0: No. Okay. Hold on to the other side. And, and again, if you're listening, uh, depending upon where you are falling up go to Gail's page, uh, contact her. She's here to to help really anybody Her superpower is professional connector and uh, going all the way back to kid and and mom and um, uh, uh, what was Engelberg? uh, (laughs) That's right. Yeah, uh, all the way back to that. (laughs) We we never know how we're going to serve. So um, thank you for serving and we'll talk to everybody soon.
2: Okay.